good to be here. Hang on, Steve. Yeah, yeah, what, 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 what? I can't hear about all this celebrating. Mate, 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 mate. Tell the tell, tell screaming masses to be quiet just for a second. I mean, what's going on? It's a big week, mate. It's a big week this week. Are you sitting down? Are you sitting down? Oh, I'm totally sitting down. Australia's population this week got yeah. to topped 22 million. 22 million. Woohoo! Oh, wow. That, <laughs> we finally have more than the daytime working population of Manhattan on our entire island that happens to be, ooh, almost the size of the continental United States. Go yeah, us. I, I thought Woo-hoo. it was a little bit crowded over here lately, so there you go. Yeah. Oh, hey, does that 22 million include wombats, koalas, echidnas, and so on, and kangaroos, or is it just the people? Well, who would know with our uh, Department of Statistics over here? True that. Yes, indeed. So there you go, folks. That's uh, something to celebrate here, I suppose. It's uh, gee, a huge population for a country that's uh, about the same size as yours physically. But um, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm having a beer just to celebrate. Yay. Uh, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Take a drink. Back Thanks, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, on a serious note this week, it's uh, been uh, quite a quite a tragic week over here in many ways in this region of the world. Uh, we've had, obviously, uh, tsunamis and earthquakes. We woke uh, very early last week to hear news such as this. Devastation and heartbreak as Samoans count the cost of a deadly tsunami. More than 140 people killed, among them three Australians. Many more injured as the world scrambles to provide aid. And that was on Samoa. That earthquake also uh, went right around that region, affecting places such as Tonga. And um, on the other side of uh, that plate, it also uh, caused an earthquake in uh, Sumatra in in Indonesia. That's correct. It was two earthquakes in Sumatra. Very soon thereafter, uh, the Tongan one was over eight on the Richter scale, which is pretty huge. That's uh, even bigger than the one that moved New Zealand closer to Australia by 20 centimetres. As many people may know, uh, the whole Pacific Rim, uh, New Zealand, Australia, uh, up around through through Indonesia and around through Japan, across to Alaska, and back down through California and out and around again, is known as the Ring of Fire, the Pacific area, uh, plate area. And for the last year or so, we've been watching a lot of earthquakes and a lot of activity. We've even had earthquakes close here to Melbourne, which typically never happens. And uh, yeah, we're we're pretty interested watching it. So now a couple of these really huge earthquakes going on, and uh, it's interesting. We're, we're waiting to see if the other shoe drops now. Yeah, and where this fits in with the local aviation scene down here, of course, is uh, the Air Force here has been mobilised uh, here and in New Zealand. In fact, even civilian flights Air New Zealand's been operating uh, its triple uh, sevens across to uh, the affected regions to uh, ferry uh, uh, their nationals out. And um, the Royal Australian Air Force has been extremely busy sending Hercules and C-17s uh, across the Pacific uh, and across uh, up north to assist in the relief efforts there. There's been uh, many, many news reports this week of Australian Defence Force personnel on the ground in Sumatra. And in the air, and even on the on the uh, ocean, the Royal Australian Navy's been sending one of their uh, amphibious landing vessels there with its uh, helicopter contingent and so on. The uh, the interesting part is Air New Zealand put on a seven six seven an additional seven six seven flight, and it sold out within twenty four hours, and they've now upgraded to a triple seven. So yeah, a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of tragic news there, mate, to cover. And uh, although it's it's not strictly an aviation story, it does lead us on to a uh, an article that we found in the Australian this week, not by Steve Creedy, just for something different. Oh, there's a change. And that's talking about a proposal for a trans-Tasman partnership between Australia and New Zealand, uh, moving their militaries uh, much closer together to provide a a better equipped rapid reaction force to respond to uh, regional contingencies in the South Pacific region. That's correct. We're having uh, a lot more issues down here in the South Pacific. The 
uh, water levels are increasing slightly. The uh, low-pressure storm systems are getting stronger. The coral is dying, and uh, islands getting wiped out. And between earthquakes, tidal waves, and just general uh, storm surges, there's a lot of uh, trouble occurring in the uh, South Pacific. So having a rapid reaction force is a good idea, especially as uh, the New Zealand Air Force now is pretty much limited to P3 Orions and uh, the Hercules. They do have other aircraft, but they're the big ones. Uh, they downgraded their military jets and so on, as we've reported previously. And the Kiwis don't really have any plans to invest into like C-17s or C-130Js or go for the P-8A surveillance aircraft and things like that. So uh, it's, yeah, it's getting interesting. Um, New Zealand leads the way in a lot of areas, but definitely not in terms of its uh, punch in the military side of things. So getting New Zealand and Australia working together, there's there's a lot of ways they can help each other to uh, assist other nations. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they uh, how they proceed with this. The Defence Minister from Australia and, and in fact, New Zealand's uh, Defence Minister have been discussing this recently. You're talking about uh, the New Zealand Air Force's fleet. Um, at the moment, uh, according to this article, the fixed-wing fleet of the Royal New Zealand Air Force now consists of just five C-130Hs and six P-3K Orion surveillance aircraft. Uh, pretty small. Of course, their C-130s, even if they are old, are still very, very capable aircraft. The only thing is, of course, there's just not that many of them. And although the Australian Air Force is not that huge by uh, global standards, it's uh, certainly far more uh, sizable than that. It's a little bit better tooled up than the Kiwis are at the moment. Mind you, those uh, P-3K Orions are pretty impressive. They uh, they were leading the way for a while with uh, the software and technology they had on board their Orions in terms of general's operation. Not you know, they, They're not quite as cool as the uh, Aurora aircraft and the uh, surveillance aircraft that uh, operate in North America and Canada and so on. However, we should uh, move on to some other new aircraft and uh, I know the guys, I know you guys were speaking last week about uh, delays in the uh, much maligned uh, US uh, military tanker program and I was talking to you also last week about how the uh, Royal Australian Air Force is getting some KC-30s of its own. We find a uh, report this week in Australian Aviation that says that program has also now been delayed. Yeah, that's right. Australian Aviation, one of our favourite magazines, if not our favourite aviation magazine down here in Australia has uh, confirmed that the KC-30A which is an A330 multi-role tanker transport aircraft will not now be delivered into uh, service until mid-2010 an overall delay of nearly 18 months. Uh, The first aircraft was produced in uh, Europe. The second aircraft is uh, undergoing modifications here in Australia by Qantas Defence Services but it's actually going to go back to Europe to help out with the certification of the type because they're uh, running a little low and a little slow on it. Yeah, the, uh, the interesting thing here is they're talking about uh, one bit of technology, which is the uh, the fly-by-wire boom. Yeah, that's right. It's always a, uh, a tricky thing is to have the, uh, the boom working correctly. As uh, the Japanese have discovered with the KC-767s, they've had some flutter and some problems in, their, in the uh, flying boom for refueling. The indications are that the uh, KC-30 is doing reasonably well, but it hasn't actually done a wet transfer. It's only ever done dry transfers where they connect and hold formation, but no fuel goes between the aircraft. Yeah, well, let's hope they get that sorted out really quickly because uh, as also I said last week, the um, Royal Australian Air Force currently has no tanking capacity. They're having to rely on uh, other nations and um, private commercial operators uh, such as Omega Tanker to um, support their refuelling efforts at the moment so uh, it's saying here that the RAF uh, won't take delivery until late next year and um, with the uh, delivery program continuing on until 2012 so uh, let's hope they get that thing certified and uh, up and running quickly Yeah well that's why uh, Australia sent uh, F-111s to the recent Red Flag out of uh, Nellis I believe it is they've staged out of Nellis Air Force Base for the Red Flag competitions in the US they were expecting to send F-18s but they didn't have any tankers to take them across 
costs and uh, weren't in a position to be able to hire them. So they sent the F-111s because they've got long legs and can pretty much just island hop their way across to the US. Long legs. Hey, let's use that as a segue, mate, for our last article. Speaking of, well, creatures with long legs. <coughs> might be some very unhappy cows over here. Qantas has been criticised over using foreign butter on its yes. aircraft. Yeah, here in Australia, we've got farmers in Tasmania collapsing as uh, the excessive rain and recent power cuts are cutting into them. And of course, the global downturn in demand for dairy products is also hitting Australian farmers as well. And uh, according to an article here in the uh, ABC News, it's been discovered that Qantas is importing butter for its Australian flights. And Qantas, the great Australian airline, which uh, makes a big thing about using Australian where possible, has turned around and imported butter from Denmark. And uh, that's, to say the least, uh, raised the ire, shall we say, of uh, farmers around Australia, and especially those in Tasmania. They're going under and they're finding it hard to sell their product. And uh, Qantas is saying, well, it's actually cheaper to bring it in from Denmark. Hey, maybe they're using the link there. Don't we have an Australian uh, who's married to their royal family over there in Denmark? Maybe that's what the link is. Uh, it could be. It's could a technicality, be. mate. It's just a technicality. Well, Qantas are quick to turn out that uh, they uh, they imported cheaper Danish butter because of the downturn in the aviation industry so as to minimise job losses. In other words, trying to say that if they had have used the uh, slightly more expensive Australian butter, they would have had to have laid some people off. So this was a better deal. Uh, they're also pointing out very quickly that the butter served in their uh, lounges around Australia is Australian. Uh-huh. So there's a tip for anybody who's wanting to use uh, local Australian-made butter if you're flying on a Qantas flight. Yeah, just steal some from the lounge before you get on the plane. There you go, if you can uh, manage to get your way through the crowd of people trying to get their free food. Yes, and if uh, you know if anybody pulls you up for stealing stuff, uh, Grant McCarran's phone number is... No, we won't go on that. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> that's only written on certain walls, but we won't go into that. <laughs> we won't go into that. Well, folks, I think that's about all we've got to report for you this week. Oh, oh one more thing we ought to mention before we go is that, of course, uh, as we're recording this tonight on uh, Sunday Night Australian Time, we're waiting for our good friend of our podcast, Matt Hall. We're not worthy! We're not Who's currently qualified third for tonight's race in Barcelona? Go, Go Matt. Matt. Go, Matt. Yes, close personal friend of the Playing Crazy Down Under podcast. So let's everybody support him. I know you're in America over there, but, you know, it's very important that you support uh, us poor Australians down here and our uh, Top Gun champions. And we'll introduce you to a new Australian phrase. Go, you good thing. Go, you good thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, folks, that's enough of that silliness. Until next week, I'm Steve Bisher. And I'm Grant McCarran. Cheers, guys. Ciao, y'all. <laughs>